there's a lot of talk out there about SEO and getting found being the answer to a question that is asked on Google. But what does that all mean? And how can you use this to get found by your ideal clients and ideal audiences? I've brought back a friend of mine, Brittany, who you've heard talk about testimonials before because she also specializes in SEO. So let's get onto the show and start learning. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. Well, welcome back, all my Be In Demand listeners. I have brought back the Brittany Hellsberg. No, I said said it wrong, didn't I? (laughs) Well, let's just roll with it. I like it. (laughs) I'm not kidding. We can totally keep it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So in full transparency being, you know, like, Hey, like we're just not, I'm not perfect. <laughs> I never strive right. to be, but thank you very much. I, I don't know. think I ever told you, but I do have a fear of people's names. I must've like really screwed up somebody's name. Like when I'm just going to let something. you get over that right now. Yeah, we're just, we're working through that. Yeah. Because, no, because we're it's t- on a podcast. <laughs> My name will be right in the title. I kind of want to keep it so we can prove the point of why SEO is important. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I have brought her back because the first time she was on her, and also you are the first guest who has come back twice, by no the way. way. Yeah. And I had decided when you came on um, a previous episode, when we were talking about testimonials, I was like, I have to have you back because this whole SEO thing is like, like I get the deer in the headlight look, first of all. So listeners, Brittany and I have already decided (laughs) this is going to be more like a masterclass. So grab your pen and paper because we're going to really dive deep. So Brittany, just like, what the hell is SEO? (laughs) For the people who don't know. Yeah. And and also, if you are listening to this one before you're listening to my other interview, I am an SEO and case study copywriter. So I deal with all things, getting found online, using your client's words, all that. So SEO stands for search engine optimization. And all it really means is what are some opportunities you can take advantage of so that Google helps show your website or your page as the answer to a question. So here's my hesitation on that because (laughs) I consider myself to be like, I'm a solopreneur. I'm a one person. I'm not some big company. Mm -hmm. You know, should people like myself who are like these solopreneurs, coaches, consultants, I like, I'm, it's just me. Should we be worrying about SEO? Yes. And not to like make everyone start shaking in their boots, but it should be, we always think of it further toward the end of the to-do list when really it should be toward the top, the beginning, the earlier parts of the to-do list. And it's not that hard to work it in. It's just not really talked about. And it is built up to be this like, oh, I need to have multiple people on a team. I need to hire an agency. It's going to be a really extensive, expensive process. And it doesn't have to be that way. So if you're being really intentional about who you want to help, how you want to help them, where you want to show up, the rooms that you want to speak in, right? If you're being really intentional with all of that stuff, SEO is just going to naturally happen. And thinking through a strategy, 
will be a lot easier. So is that easy to do when you're at the beginning of, you know, building a business? Yes and no. Personally, I found it to be easy. Some other people really struggle with who am I going to help? How am I going to help them? Um, So, I mean, pros and cons, good things, bad things, easy things, hard things. So (laughs) why was it, let's just start with why did you think it was easy? I only thought it was easy after, oh wait, you're asking me about starting the business. Okay, well, let me answer it this way. I only thought SEO was easy after learning it because it does sound like this daunting thing. I wanted to teach myself SEO to prove that you didn't have to have a giant company and an expensive, you know, investment that you're signing up for. Why did I think it was easy for me to know who I was helping and how I was helping? I don't know what it is about me, but whenever I dive into something, I'm like very specific with this is who I want to connect with. This is what I want to do. So two businesses I've had. The first one was massage therapy. I don't know what possessed me to do this, but I went to massage school having never had a massage. I knew that I wanted to work at a chiropractic office having never had a chiropractic adjustment. Spoiler alert though, it turns out I went to a chiropractor when I was a kid and I didn't know that, but I wasn't adjusted. I was just going with my mom. Um, So that was business number one. And then I wanted to go off on my own and start my own massage practice. And I knew the kind of work by that point that I wanted to do. So then we fast forward with copywriting and I knew the group of people I wanted to help. So I knew that I wanted to help health and wellness people that has since evolved a little bit. And now it's more of the, what I want to help people with the SEO and the case studies. So hopefully that answered your question in a long roundabout way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So I, I'm the sort of person and I, and even when I'm crafting speeches, even when I, when I'm working with clients and we are working on their speech, I am a let's reverse engineer this. So I would imagine with like SEO that that's, it's sort of the same thing. I want to be found by these kinds of people who have this kind of problem and now I should work my way backwards. Yes, exactly. Even this morning, I was, I told you right before we hopped on to record the thing that the thing, the podcast that I was, you know, totally just like knees deep in my new clients projects. And with both of them, I'm working with them to do these power hours. One of them wants to improve their website copy. The other one wants to improve their SEO. But what did I do first? Okay. Who are you? How do you help people? What do you do? Who do you want to help? The biggest thing is who do you want to help? And the reason being, just to your point with reverse engineering, you have to know kind of the mindset or like sort of the mindset of the person who is going to Google. They are facing what problem, fill in the blank, and they're typing in what? Because there's this thing with SEO called search intent. And not to get too geeked out with this, but all that means is, you know, massage therapy, for example, could come up for something. It could be a massage therapist looking for a massage therapist to learn something from, or it could be a massage client trying to find a massage therapist to help them with, you know, headaches or something. So that's a really big thing is figuring out who your people are. So you have some idea, at least a guess of what they're going to be looking for and how you can show up to help them. Okay. So how does somebody figure out, or is there, God, I have like a bunch of like questions. I know. (laughs) This is why I have my own podcast. (laughs) So let's just take, we'll use me as an example. Mm -hmm. So I work with coaches and consultants and I don't necessarily call myself a speech coach, but I can tell you that some people have found me because they've searched for speech coach. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing that you have to think through. Like even today with the client, I can pull up my notes actually. 
um, she mentioned something. It was like blah, 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 instructor. And I'm like, okay, what other words would be in there? Mentor, expert, strategist, marketing. Um, there was a word somewhere. But anyway, <laughs> those those other terms, you kind of have to think through like, yes, you think of yourself as blank, but what do these people who are searching for you think of? Okay. Mm-hmm. So when we start thinking about like, so I'm saying that um, I work with coaches and consultants and those people are probably typing in speech coach, yep. how to write a presentation, how to get booked for, for a speech. And so you're saying, what are also the variations? So yes. if we just take the, how to get booked to speak, how to get booked to give a presentation, how to get Mm -hmm. speaking gig. So we're using like all of these different words. Yes. Yes. Is the short answer. Yes. So there's something called a, uh, why am I losing my words right now? This is bad timing. So you're looking for like SEO keywords, meaning like one, maybe two. And then there's also SEO keyword phrases or long tail keywords. So we were talking about this a little bit too, before we started recording and it's just the length of how many words. It could be a phrase. It could be massage period. Could be massage therapist. Could be massage therapist in Raleigh. Could be myofascial massage therapist in Raleigh. Right. So it kind of just depends on the search intent. So what the people are actually typing into the search bar, how specific we can get. And we can get pretty specific with some people. And the good news is if you get specific, like you don't have to get uber super duper specific Mm -hmm. but the more narrowed in and zoned in that you can get the more likely you are to show up as a result because it's how can the phrase like being a bigger fish in a smaller pond at that point you're more noticeable so we could just to use like some of your examples like massage i bet would bring up millions of you know, like Google's going to give you millions of answers, but then you write, test it out just for fun. Then you write massage therapy, mm-hmm. massage therapy school. Mm-hmm. Like I can almost like picture the funnel, like yes. getting more narrow, more narrow. And we want the people, we don't necessarily want like the people who are just looking for massage. We're looking for the people like massage therapy school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do want it to be specific. And then some other thoughts that are coming to mind are how often are these people looking for it? Because my brain just combined two thoughts. Okay, let's roll with this. So you have a certain amount of searches per month. So let's say if you type in like when I just looked up massage, for example, it's like 2.2 million searches per month. That's a huge amount of searches, large amount of searches. You're not going to be found there there, it's just too big. You're not going to show up on page one of Google, let alone probably page three, four, five. So the chances are very, very slim. But if you, like you were talking about, have, you know, myofascial massage Raleigh, there's, you're going to be, there's a smaller search per month. So does that make sense? I don't know if my brain took us on a good journey. doesn't and that's what I want like my listeners to really um to really take away from this part of the conversation is that you know how specific can you get mm-hmm. so my next question for you is you know like there's one word two words you know and like keyword phrases what do you recommend to your clients to really like shoot for the number that words? I yeah 
It, so the the length of the phrase is you kind of want a variety. So I don't necessarily want to use massage, but guess what? Massage is going to show up in the phrase myofascial massage therapist Raleigh. Mm-hmm. So it's still going to be in there, but I want to more show up for that phrase. So you could, it, it depends. You could have two words. You could have a phrase. You could have one word. The idea really is that you're being super intentional with what you're choosing. So something I'll point out here is the number of searches per month. And if I'm saying this and it's just like completely like, I don't know how to check how many searches I have per month. If you have Google Chrome, if you have the Google search engine mm-hmm. and you install the Uber suggest uh, Chrome extension, that will actually help you when you go onto Google and you're searching for things. It will populate on the right-hand side that, you know, it'll have the keyword, the volume, which again is the searches per month, something called cost per click, which you'll see show up as CPC, kind of disregard that. And then you're going to see something called the SD, which is the search difficulty, which means how hard is it going to be for you to potentially show up in those searches? I really want people to not get overwhelmed with those other two things. Just focus on the volume. And I like to aim for a thousand or less. And then if you're only seeing searches, like sometimes I'll look for keywords and the most I might see is like 70 searches a month. That volume might say 70 or 50. That's okay. Then we want ideally like, you know, 50 to a hundred searches per month, because again, you're going to be a bigger fish in a small pond, but we don't want no one visiting that pond. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, all right. And I like this. I like this. So we're not trying to get lost in the ocean. So this was, you know, something when I was, you know, a leadership in the leadership industry and I was speaking on leadership and corporate engagement, you know, like there is literally a shit ton of yes. leadership speakers out there. <laughs> and so it was so, it really was hard to, you know, to stand out in an ocean Mm-hmm. But now that I'm actually helping people, you know, like leverage speaking opportunities, you know, to be their best form of organic marketing, organic mm-hmm. lead generation, you know, it's so much easier for me to, um, to show up and, uh, to, to stand out in this, yeah, particular, and it, in this particular pond. <laughs> I get so excited when I talk about this stuff. So the other thing too, is like having your unique angle, your unique spin that helps you stand out in the big pond in the big ocean full of other fish and people. And I'm probably taking this analogy too far, but <laughs> it so helps say more. a lot. Say more say about more. having your unique um, angle, your unique um, process or strategy. Yeah. And, and, being able to talk about it. So for me, there's lots of copywriters. Someone could just be like, I want a copywriter. Okay. What project do you want a copywriter for? What industry are you in? Does someone need to know the lingo? That's one thing that attracted me to helping health and wellness professionals. I understand the terminology. I've, you know, worked in data entry for a hospital back when I was in high school. So I've been around the words. I know the words. I understand what that means. And someone doesn't have to teach me so that I can write a blog or write an email for them. So figuring out your unique little special sauce, you know, a lot of us are, we might go to a new industry or we might try something new, like being a speaker, a public speaker. And we're like, I don't know enough. I don't have enough life experience. I don't have this. I don't have that. When you step back and take a minute to think about it, you have a lot more skills that you can pull from. And that helps you figure out what your unique spin is on something, what your unique perspective is, that special way that you can help somebody. Oh, I love this. And mm-hmm. 
something else is coming to mind. One of the things that I work with my clients is in a speech, we have this repeatable phrase. So for mm-hmm. me, it's speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. That literally could be an SEO little string uh, yeah. phrase because somebody might not remember my name after hearing me speak, but remember my repeatable phrase. So all my clients who are listening to this, your repeatable phrase <laughs> should be part of your SEO so that somebody yes. could like, I can't remember her name, but speaking is the fastest way to grow your business. You know, they type that in and boom, like, oh, that's yeah, Lorianne. Yep. That's who, what her name was. Yeah. I recognize that picture. Right. Um, totally. And really- the, to give that like an actual tactile way that you could use that line, that could, for example, be a headline on your website. It could be your homepage headline, or it could be a headline for a blog, or it could be a headline for the contact page. And when I say headline, you type in someone's website or you do a Google search and you go to the page, the headline that I'm talking about is your H1. It's the big giant one that is like right up in your face as soon as you land on someone's website. That carries a lot of weight with searches. That is one piece that Google and other search engines are analyzing. So if those words, if that phrase is your headline, your H1 specifically, there's a really high likelihood that you'll show up at least on page one you know, for those right. results. I, I love that. So for all my clients and all of my listeners who are listening to this, you know, so your speech titles mm-hmm. should be an H1. So my, um, before we dive down into this H1 and a little bit more about how to use this, like in our speech titles is, um, how many times can you use H1 on a single web page? I love this question. And the answer is once they are super territorial you can only use one H1. I learned this the hard way. So I just used it because the font was pretty, right? And I really wanted to draw people's attention there. Guess what? Newsflash. (laughs) You can only use it once. But the good news is for every single web page you have, you have one H1 available to you for each and you should be using it. It's not like Instagram hashtags. Like you you need to be using this H1 because it's like, it's like the, uh, chapter title, or it's like a, the highway exit sign. Like you need to know what's there. Okay. I love that. So you can only use it once. So now I'm getting into maybe a web designing question with you. <laughs> and you can say pass if you're just like, yeah, I can't answer that. I mean, when, when you're, when you're on your website and you're designing it, because I know, like, I know how to tinker in the background, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I really should have my keys taken away, mm-hmm. but you know, like the H1, you can change that font size though. Does oh yeah. Google, does Google still think it's H1 or that it, when you change the font size, does that change? No. Like it's no longer seen as an H1? That's an interesting question. To my knowledge, and I'll follow up if I'm wrong, but to my knowledge, no, you're selecting like I have Squarespace. So if I go around and doodle around in the back end of Squarespace, if I were to make the font smaller, but it still says it's H1 because it's like the heading type that I'm selecting, it should still resonate with Google that it's the H1. That's a really interesting thought. So for everybody, we think, (laughs) Brittany and I think that just because you put the H1 and you decrease the font size, Google's still going to look at it as it was originally intended to be an H1. And shame on you, you have three H1s on this one page. So. Oh, I follow. So you're curious, maybe if someone messing on the website, whether it's you or like a web designer, more more likely us. Yeah. Gosh, if you're hiring a web designer that does that. Okay. So (laughs) 
yeah, there should be an easy way to to find that and to fix it. And also H1 is at the top of the page. So yeah. go through and check them, but that's where you want it to to live. I think I think to be on the safe side, we should just tell everybody to one H1 and take an H2 and change the font size on that one. <laughs> if you want it to look a different yeah. way. Yeah. Look absolutely a different way. That. that way we don't confuse it. That way we don't confuse Google, you know, with with our, you know, using search engine SEO, you know, to the best of our ability, you know, yeah. and not getting, you know, Google to say, and, you know, like minus, minus a point for you <laughs> because of that, but it brings up a really good point. It's um, having, taking advantage of the H1. Mm-hmm. Now, if we want to get, you know, recognized as a speaker that we're an available speaker, that you are available for podcasts, you know, for um, live streaming, um, whatever, like whatever forms of speaking, you know, that you want to get not- noticed for, I mean, just taking advantage of the H1 on every page of your website. Mm-hmm. That's a start. That's a great it's a start. start. Yeah, so, yeah, it's definitely a start. So how much, how much, um, or how many different forms of SEO should we have on a single web page? When you say when you say forms of SEO, do you are, would a different way to say that be to say how many times do we want these keywords showing up? Yeah. Okay. So you don't want to do something that's called keyword stuffing, and that's where it just looks like you're throwing the keywords on the page. You don't want to do that. You want to use them in a very smart way and you still want to write as if you're speaking. That's like copywriting 101. You want to write like you're talking to the person who's reading the web page. On average, you want to use the key phrase, the top, like the number one target keyword or key phrase that you have for that page. You want to use it about 2% of the time in the body copy. If you want to get technical with it, really just you be smart with that H1 and the other headlines, the most common headlines like H1 for sure. And then there's a mashup of H2, H3. It goes all the way to H6, H6. That almost sounded like I was saying H6. (laughs) Yep. H1, H2 to H6. And using those. Use those wisely. To put your keywords in. Yeah. And if you're, if I'm saying this and you're just like, I don't, I don't, I can't fathom how to use that. I like to use my headlines to organize my copy, to organize the points that I'm going to be making on the page. Because another fun fact is that only about 20% of readers actually read the entire page, 80%, probably more skim the headlines. So they're looking at the buttons, they're looking at the pictures, they're looking at the graphics, and they're looking at the headlines. And if you can write enough of those where they're really strong and they're very easy to understand how the page is flowing, you'll be okay. Like most of the people coming to your site will will understand what's happening. <laughs> we are definitely skimmers before we are readers. Mm-hmm. I think it's human beings like I'm skimming a page to see, do I want to spend some extra time and actually read more of this. Mm-hmm. And that's also why I think that your page should be <clears throat> aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. It needs to be. I mean, you need one of the biggest pieces that I kind of like fight with some of my clients on is that you need that white space. Yes. Things need to breathe. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have like three inches of white space, but you do need some space for the pictures and the copy to exist and just be there because we're hit with so much information during the day. It needs to be easy and simple and just like pleasing to the eye. Yes. Yes. I, I completely agree. 
completely <laughs> agree. So we've talked about speech titles. We've talked about different opportunities and places to use SEO. Reminder to everybody, hashtags is a form of SEO. Just yeah, you don't yeah. you don't do the same thing on your website. You don't need to have 30, 30 uh pieces of 30 different SEOs. Right. Yeah, no, you don't have to sprinkle um, the keywords that heavily. Yeah. Let's talk about podcast titles, because this is something that I think about a lot. And one of the things that I do for SEO, especially with my guests, is I always, always put my guest's name in the title, because that way, if somebody is looking up you, Brittany, mm-hmm. like my, my podcast is going to come up. Mm-hmm. And I'm always it surprised does. when I, when I'm a guest on somebody's podcast and they're not actually using my name. Yeah. And this is, so my friend Crystal and I, we co-host a podcast. It's all about SEO. And we, I think the reason we're growing at the rate that we're growing is because we've been so intentional with the SEO. We were intentional with the title. We were really intentional with the description and the notes of each episode but then the episode titles themselves carry a lot of weight, like you're saying. And I'm such a stickler. I mean, I, I'm truly not offended by like the name mix up because I've been called everything under the sun. But when it comes to me having someone's name in the podcast title, I went back uh, the, over the weekend or a couple of weekends ago and I made sure all of our guests' names were spelled correctly because there were a couple of things that I noticed that weren't accurate. And we were just in a hurry and just like getting it up. And right. So we're still growing and like figuring out these growing pains and better systems and everything. But I went back through and I like fixed every single person's name and made sure that their name was in the title because it is such a I have noticed for me that it is such a helpful way to grow and to get that recognition and to get your name almost to like trend as a search term which spoiler alert it can so you want your name in the podcast episode and two like if you're listening and you have noticed that you went on a podcast or you went on something and the people didn't have your name in it it, it does not hurt anything to be like, oh, hey, you know, I noticed that this wasn't there. Would you mind adding that in? I would really appreciate it because it's going to help you. It's going to help them just like win, win, win for everyone. Exactly. Exactly. Um, it, yeah, it just kind of baffles me. What do you think about the people who are putting, like the host is mm-hmm. putting their name in all of their podcast titles? Oh, that's not necessary. That's not, <laughs> that's not necessary. I mean, the only argument that I can make in my brain right now for that is like, if you're a brand new business owner and you're like, I just need to get my name out there. And if it's just you, no guests, I, I guess I could see the argument for that, but it's just totally not necessary. Yeah. What you really want to do is have how to learn to why, what, like have those kinds of questions that people are truly searching for, mm-hmm. have that be in your title, um, as well as, you know, we're talking about SEO. You talk about speaking, like having speaking be in the title or SEO or copywriting or whatever it is, having those key terms in the, in the title is really helpful. Okay. Let's talk about making a list of SEO <laughs> words and phrases. Cause I, I would imagine that that's what we also need so that I, you know, like I'm a planner and if I mm-hmm. have a list of, okay, like I used, I'm just looking at my notes here, Uber <laughs> Suggest with the Chrome extension, make sure everybody yeah. downloads that. And we use that to just almost like make a list of here are the keywords that I want to get known for so that I'll start using them. How, like how many words or how many, yeah, not necessarily words or words or phrases do you suggest people start with? And how oh, often should you be reevaluating those words? 
That's a really good point. So as far as a number on a list, I don't know that I have a number for you. I would, for me, like if I'm thinking about it for myself or my clients' websites, I want to have like one kind of key phrase or key term that is like top of mind. So for me, that's why I say SEO copywriter. Also case studies is something that I like showing up for. So for me to merge it and have a title that I've created for myself of SEO and case study copywriter, that's something I'm going to be repeating a lot. So that's something that I'm going to mostly want to have on my homepage to break this down a little bit and to also kind of guide you where my brain is going. Every single page on your website should have a key phrase, a different key phrase in mind or get a different key term. So you want to have one term, one phrase in mind for every blog post you write, for every web page you have. So, you know, my about page, it might be more of like my name like Brittany Herzberg or copywriter Brittany Herzberg or whatever, doesn't matter. And then my, let's say services page might be more like healthcare copywriter, something like that. So you want to have a term or phrase for each page. So if we're thinking about someone who's starting a business or beginning to get their speaking out there, let's say that you have a four or five page website without a blog, you would want four to five key terms or key phrases. So you could start there. And then with everything you write, everything you create, I am always, like you said, reverse engineering. It's like, okay, what do I want people to do when they come to this page? What do I want them to get? Where do I want this to show up? Where would this really help someone to see it in a search result? Okay. I love this. This is I'm finding this extremely helpful, by the way. <laughs> I'm creating my own masterclass. Yeah. So like for myself, I'm actually moving my website over to a new platform. Um, it's sort of in the process of being built. And that's where I'm actually going to start hosting um, each of the episodes of my podcast. So I'm up to like close to a hundred and gosh, I'm close to 120 episodes now. Wow! So that's just with my podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's literally going to be like, there's 120 opportunities. Mm-hmm. For different phrases, like you're saying. So how often, because you and I were talking about this when I used to have a WordPress site, when I was speaking in leadership, you know, like I had Yoast as, you know, like my SEO and every once in a while it would say, you've used this word too many times. Like, so how many times can I basically, for an example, use the phrase speaking is the fastest way to grow your business? Well, I mean, you could use it all over your website but you could weight it differently by having it as an H1 on your homepage and maybe an H2 or H3 somewhere else on another page on your services or about page. You can use it everywhere, but your goal or your target key phrase or key term should switch. So you are going to be repeating yourself a good bit. That's good. That's fine. That helps Google and other search engines to really go, oh, this is what this person wants to be known for. This is what they do. This is a perfect opportunity to show them in a result. So you can use it as many times as you want, but when it comes to thinking of the different phrases and terms, those are going to be like the different things that sit in those H1s or that go into an image title or any number of things that you can put these SEO keywords into places that you can plug them. So don't be afraid to repeat yourself at all, but just be very intentional now, you know, moving forward with website pages or blog pages, or if you first want to start with what is existing. And I do usually suggest starting with what is existing and just going back and optimizing it because I know I'm getting off on a little bit of a side road, but the best friend of SEO is time. You really want it to have some time to, it's it's almost like 
you know, marinating chicken or something. <laughs> you wanted to have that time it's to like funny really to hear sink you in. Say marinate because that's exactly the word that came to mind before Was you it? said it. Yes. Because, and, and I, I kind of get that, um, before when I had, uh, when I was speaking in leadership, I mean, the SEO for my name was yeah. great. Yeah. But now that that website is gone, you know, I'm building up this, this other website, I guess my question um, regarding like, and I was just using the example of speaking to fast way to grow your business, you know, with like 120 and growing episodes of my podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 120 different phrases, right? It is. And it's not. So you're going to have, you're definitely going to have some things that repeat, but the, the keyword, the target keyword might be the same, but that H1 is going to be different or the overall point that you're making on these different podcast episodes or blog posts that you're writing are going to be slightly different. So you just don't want to, this is the thing that we're trying to avoid. Worst case scenario would be you have the same, what's called meta, or sorry, SEO title and meta description or SEO description. And I'll get into what those are in a minute, but the worst thing would be to just take those and copy and paste it over every single page on your website. Got it. You don't want to do that. I used to think that you wanted to do that. You don't want to do that. And to explain a bit about what those are, go back to the Google example. You're in the search bar, you're typing in SEO copywriter, you hit enter and those results populate. The blue hyperlinked like title text is your SEO title. So when you create that on the back end of your website, that's where it's going to show up. It's going to be the button that gets people to that page. The description is that little bit of like few sentences, paragraph of copy underneath that explains a little bit more about what that page is about. So hopefully that didn't go too far over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You get to decide what that little description is. Most of the time there is a caveat that sometimes search engines are like, we're going to put this description in there, but at least if you have it filled out, you're at least attempting to call the shots with that. They do take the title. Sometimes the description is like, we're going to do this. That's so interesting. So these, this has been great. I mean, there's so much that we could talk about. So much. Yeah, I know. And, but the whole point of this episode was to get people to start thinking about using SEO to get found so Mm -hmm. that you can get found for by meeting planners, you know, to speak at conferences, you know, and this, these could be places that like you've no relationship with them. Like they mm-hmm. just found you on the, on the worldwide web. And what <laughs> is that when you get that, when you get in front of those audience members, because then you get to ask those people like, Hey, who else can they refer you to? And again, it's just this ripple effect and to start thinking about, you know, all the different areas that you and I were discussing, you know, like as speakers, we have to think about like our media kit page, you you know, our social profiles, mm-hmm. you know, um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, you know, your bio, like having, I tell all my clients, like you want to have this information on your website. You know, I was always saying it was to make it easier for the meeting planner to hire you. But now after this particular, after this recording <laughs> and talking to you, you know, there's, there's another benefit and it's other places to put SEO. Yeah. It like, is. It's really yeah, great. It's just really making me think more about this. Yeah. I mean, and it, 
it, it can be overwhelming. It can feel like this giant mountain that you have to hike up, but start with small steps. They add up. And like I said, go back and optimize some things that you already have because that has the time under its belt. And that's the biggest, that's really the biggest factor. The second biggest factor is being intentional with what you're putting out there. And if you are, you're already, you know, 95% of the way there. Okay. So those are the two things that we <laughs> want you to do today yes. is to go and look at your SEO, be intentional about each page, go look at your H1. So let's make sure that you only have, you're only using H1 once <laughs> on every page and maybe even going over to Uber suggests and finding mm-hmm. some new phrases. Yeah. Just to yeah. like maybe start using like in the future or something. Yeah. yeah I love that. I mean, those two things that, are yeah, after you do those th- those few things, like come back and listen to the, the to this episode again, so that you can dive more into like the meta stuff that Brittany kind of like breezed over a little bit. <laughs> I breezed over it because it can be really big. And I will. I'm. Is it okay if I share the tool that I have? If people yes. are like, I want to get going, but there's so much stuff. So I have something called the SEO cheat sheet, and I'll share the link with you. And you can go, and it's got like six or seven different places on every website page where you can put these keywords in and it just makes it easy. It's like a container and then you can copy it to Google Docs. So you, you can copy it and use it with all of your blogs, all of your web pages, whatever you find it helpful oh, for. Cause it can that. be a big, yeah. we'll put the link down in the show notes, but can you say it um, out loud so that anybody who's just kind of like, you know, like running on the treadmill or something can, can like, okay, I got to go get that. Let me download yeah. it now. Yeah. If you go, if you look in the show notes or if you go to my website, it's called the one stop SEO cheat sheet. The one stop SEO cheat sheet. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Boom. <laughs> Is that like, if I, so if I just type that into Google, will I find you? Will I find I'm it? hoping so. I, as you said that, I was like, man, I wonder, I know that I've seen people go to my website and type in cheat sheet or SEO cheat sheet. So I've seen that that happens. Okay. So you've got really good SEO for your SEO (laughs) cheat sheet is what you're saying, but definitely the link is going to be down in the show notes. Brittany, thank you so much. I'm not going to, um, you know, like torture your last name again here at the end of the show, (laughs) but all of the links to connect with this wonderful woman are going to be down in the show notes. Definitely go follow her, go listen to her podcast and continue learning about SEO because this is how we're going to get found and be able to help more people because that's why we're here. So till next week, everyone be in demand. Thanks for hanging out with me. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And join me over in my private Facebook group for more tips, community, and free trainings. You'll find the link in the show notes. You can also help this podcast reach more listeners by leaving a review. And as a thank you, each month I pick one of my reviewers to win a free coaching call with me. So if you haven't done so already, please leave a review and you could be the next winner.